Hey guys, I hope everyone is doing all right. I'm gonna go ahead and keep it short this time and just say thanks for hanging out with us for a little bit today. And if you just wanna jump to the juicy stuff, you can hit the nine minute, 45 second mark. I'll talk to you guys soon. Previously on Knucklebones. A throwdown with a ferocious red fang, half-orc Barlow, seemed unavoidable until Liza rendered him totally helpless with their magical acumen. Truly, they are excelling so much in their craft, and I couldn't be more proud. Anyway, after that, we easily overtook him and pieced together that a bone... A war horn found in his belongings would signal a contingency of fellow mercenaries to come to his aid. Hmm, that could be useful. While interrogating Barlow, Liza dazzled again by taking the form of Corvin Latimore and confronting the now bound and held half-orc. And we not only learned that the Red Fangs were ordered to kill us and steal our precious shards, but Barlow suspected Latimore of being behind the order. Very suspicious. Meanwhile, Gaultier sought out the delicious Lieutenant Dagon Dusk of the Indigo Oak Knight Regiment and entrusted him to take Barlow back to Madrigal to be tried for his crimes. Now, if you recall, I mentioned we, that is I, found a beautiful bone war horn in the room and I suggested that we could use such an item to set up a trap for Barlow's compatriots, or at the very least make Liza's inevitable disguise more believable. But for some silly reason, my compatriots gave it to the innkeep, Mrs. A, and told her to blow it outside the building, mind you, at breakfast. We then very quietly snuck from the roadhouse, all while hiding from small, childlike creatures in the woods with bloody red hats and bristle-toothed mustaches. Real creeps, if you ask me. And with that, you dear, dear bone boys, scaladies, osteo-envies, trans-taluses, chitin kids, and all the cartilaginous folks in between, welcome back to my show, Knucklebones. Well, I guess nobody. Butts? Yes. The butts got Matt. The butts got, got hard. We got butts. You talking about butts? You you, you, uh, you talking? You trying to get you on this butt action? Look, guys, you did an excellent job recording that intro, and as you know, I stepped slightly away to make a little bit of tea for myself. Oh, that's adorable. I was a little late. I was late on the unmute. What, what kind of tea are you chomping on over there? I've got pepper you know, myself. I, I said tea and I'm lying completely. This is, wow. this was a hot toddy and now it's just hot water, <laughs> lemon and cinnamon, which is also quite nice. You just uh, made me out myself as a tea drinker for no reason. Fucking got him. <laughs> the yeah, Illuminati, tea. now they know the so, truth. <laughs> so this is, this is the only sidebar I really care about right now, and that's the fact that um, if you'll take a look at my glasses that I'm currently wearing right now, it's very Madonna. I spent too much money on these, and mm-hmm. it is because they are C3PO glasses. And they're now, solid gold, right? Now, when you say C3PO, uh-huh. you mean you were three years late to auditioning to play Elton John in that weird psychedelic biopic? <laughs> Obviously. So, <laughs> I bought these 
And I thought they were significantly smaller. Uh-huh. And they're quite large. They take up I a significant be, I be portion of my day. I mean, they are they are definitely extra. Mm-hmm. But you look fucking hot, dude. Get yeah, after I yeah, mean, it's very. Uh, it's a, it's. I a, mean, it's, you are definitely wearing them instead of them wearing you, and that matters. I I feel as though I need a certain filter on me mm-hmm. in order to. Oh, pull do this do the off. cat ears. Do the cat ears. I love the cat ears filter. Max, I hope you meet a nice synthetic lady because you're about to make some human cyborg relations. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh God, don't talk about human cyborg relations. You'll get Nick talking I was... about fucking. Guys, no, hold on. That was a C3PO <laughs> specific joke. That was, That's the that was a, fucking was a, best thing I've ever had to come up with. I thought you were it, making a her joke. <laughs> I mean, her is just C3PO with less animatronics, right? Yeah. 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 I don't. Yeah, know, not man. wrong. I just, I'm heavily considering returning them, despite really liking the vibe of them, and also uh, them actually, like, fitting well and everything. It's just they're massive. I mean, look, as a person who has to wear glasses, uh, because I'm so fucking blind, I I find picking out frames to be very difficult, and I find breaking out of the mold of frames I have prior chosen Hmm. uh, maybe even more difficult. Where like yeah. you don't want to rock the boat too much. If you're feeling the vibe, I say go for it. Uh, I because have every such time, a hard the riskier time I have gotten, yeah, the riskier I have gotten, the more people go like, "Cool fucking vibe, bro." Because yeah. like, what people want is your authentic self, right? And if your authentic yeah. self is big ass C3PO glasses, uh, if you connected those with a nice piece of like gold chain or something, you would definitely rock some '70s librarian oh, vibes. Granny would vibes. Be, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. it'd be hot. Like uh, sexy like turtleneck, black turtleneck. Oh, and... artiste. Yeah, and black turtleneck, yeah, 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 and yeah. then a chain. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just fucking in every decade. Man. Honestly, Max, what I what I want is like a like a silk floral print shoot and like white linen pants. <laughs> what like I just want to be a culturally appropriate Cubano. You know what I mean? Just yeah. just get the full no. C3PO costume. Be done with it. Cosplay. Call it whatever you want. Whatever makes you comfortable. And just ah, go Mr. hard. Mr. Luke, <laughs> I am a prissy dickhead. Hello. <laughs> the glasses really made me buy that. Actually, oh, it, thank it you. really helps support the the role. Actually, I mean, honestly, I do believe that Joel Edgerton or the other Edgerton who played Elton John, he pulls off those massive glasses so well, mm-hmm. and I just wish I could do the same. Here's what I'll tell you. Those are not moisture evaporators. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They are moisture creators. I'm farming some <laughs> moisture here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying real hard to make Tatooine. I'm trying to remember all the like weird C-3PO lines from those first interactions. But... Jesus. You guys are something else. You know that? Uh, correct, because I am now a changeling. Hey. Oh. Hey. I'm something else. You're something else, for sure. Sometimes they are a changeling. Also, this needs to be, um, this needs to be bleeped from the show. Um, that would have been the smoothest, the smoothest segue if I had taken it. Go on. Uh. Sucks to suck, bro. I still Canonically, canonically, Liza is... Okay. <laughs> big Liza is always big dirty, but 
Alright. Hey, can can Liza change into C3PO? No. No. Why would what we you... why would we ever say no <laughs> to that? Everyone yeah. shut the fuck up and go asking, back and say yes. <laughs> if you had just said yes confidently, you could have an Android in your party right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just immediately turn into a Warforged. I was gonna say, I mean Warforged do they exist in this world? I mean I don't know. You tell me. I played one Warforged character for like a little one-shotty thing, and it was basically just wooden C3PO. Like, uh, it was okay. so much. It was so much fun to be like, <gasps> I'm here for the adventure, but I don't really want to participate. And it was, we... I had a fucking blast. Maybe that's my next character is just D and D D and D three PO. D and D three PO. I like Ooh. it. We so my my dumb conceit. Um, the GM sent us on this mission to find the man who was my like former employer uh, who was like a real adventurer and I was his like sidekick. He was the Luke Skywalker in this situation. Mm -hmm. So every time they were like, Hey, maybe we shouldn't follow the trail and we should like, you know, get this treasure or whatever. He had named, (laughs) he had named this adventuring character, Maximilian Picklebottom. (laughs) Nice. How'd you know my middle name? (laughs) It was just a absolute panic (laughs) DM move that I will never live down. Uh, but then I got to go like, oh, Maximilian Picklebottom, we must go this way. Like, got to do, I got to do that shit like all the time. And then everyone would be like, I don't know, there might be monsters around here. And I'd be like, oh my, then we shouldn't do it. You know? <laughs> Which is a, it's a fun, dumb vibe to play in D&D, you know? Yeah, I, I love I'm... that like not serious character that you can just have fun with is the best. We so very... all of my characters. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Well, now, when you say not taking anything seriously, <laughs> what sort of character do you mean? Certainly not a Deja Mo. They are known for their oh, nah, nah, honor nah, nah, and nah, integrity, nah, nah, of intelligence, duty, attention to detail, efficiency. Sex appeal. Uh, okay, so speaking of dark shit, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the night is, as they say, dark and full of terror. Who says that? Who's, they. Who's, you know who they are. Somebody we Eliza? know. Or... The crescent moon does well to light the path, but shadows lurk beyond the tree lines. The warm breeze through the branches gives the night an eerie, ominous feel. You want to feel like you've gotten away at this point, but you can't shake the feeling that those wretched, red-capped beings are stalking you. So the four of you mounted on horses that you've I guess not stolen, but that you've taken from the roadhouse. Procured. That all have legs. This time. We'll see what happens next time. Um, are, are on the path vis-a-vis out legs in the middle or of vis-a-vis the night. Vis-a-vis from the roadhouse. <laughs> vis-a-vis legs is my favorite question. <laughs> uh, I think... So- I mean, do we just try and ride through the night and try and get to a town or try and get to a place? How? I, th- I thought we waited until morning-ish. No, we left as soon as possible. Oh, that's right. You guys did. Yeah, wanted, wanted to, get to get leave in the away. morning and Liza and I were like, fuck no, we need to leave now. <laughs> no, we left Got as it. soon as possible and we told, that, we told them to uh, To blow the horn the, in the morning. Yes, yeah. to spread the word of Hornsey. The word of but outside for the love of god don't blow it inside yeah i mean i think our, our play here is with you 
we need to get we need to get far you. enough away. We, we need to get far enough away from this here roadhouse to uh, the romping, the romping roadie, roadie romp house. Uh, we need to get far enough away from this here establishment that we can uh, hide ourselves effectively if there happen to be pursuers upon our trail in the morning. So I think we, you know, we ride for a while and then do we try to get like maybe sleep late so we are up late morning or do we try to go all the way through the night and day and like fuck it, get exhausted? I don't know. Yeah, sure. I I mean, I feel like I'd rather not rest until later the next day. Like We got, we got lower on the mountain pass, right? That it's like kind of sketch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Nick, do we know? Do we know how far away that is from where we are currently? So the 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 basically the intersection that the roadhouse is at. If you took the right path, you're going to go up to Sierfendal where we first met you guys. And if you go on the leftward direction, you pretty much immediately are entering the, the pass through the Sierfendal mountain range towards oh, Asper Bay. So it's it's pretty immediate. I mean, you have to climb up some hills and uh, the foothills and get through until you're actually into it. Do we have a rough idea of how long the pass is? Um, yeah, Dagon would have told you that they just traveled for um, three days through the pass. Oh, shit. Okay, so we're we're not making it... From Astrovale to the roadhouse took them three days, I should say. Do we... that? So do we know how long the like actual mountain pass is? My question is, can we... Is there a... Uh, length of travel through the pass where like if we push hard maybe we complete the whole thing or do we know it's too long to pull that off you know what I mean um, yeah I think so given your conversation with Dagan Dosk that we didn't really role play into last time I think you know that two hard days marches will get you through the pass and then it's about another day past the pass to get to Astrobeal okay I, I just I, I don't see anything wrong with trying to run through the night and maybe getting to a familiar point that is like off the trail that we can then rest at recuperate and then head off into the mountain range like Nick is this a um, is this a road that any of us would have traveled prior like would we know at least a little bit about it or is this like the way that we wouldn't Um, have come I think that's sort of up to you guys. I would say that Liza, I know, is spent some time in Astervale, but I don't know at what age that was, so it might have been something that they don't remember or it might have been recently. I'm not sure. Uh, but it's essentially, if you had a reason to leave the Kingdom of Madrigal, you might have gone there, but it's a discretion of your character, you know. A couple years, but, like, nothing. No, uh, Liza did not spend, like, most of their formative years were like hopping town to town and going into Madrigal barely re- like uh, consistently. Whereas like Astervale was like a one year stint twice, you know? Gotcha. Yep. And I, I mean, I'll say that the pass isn't known to be particularly dangerous. Like it is something that people do and a regiment of Indigo Oath Knights just came through it, so uh, it can't be, you know, if there was any risks or danger in there, they would have cleared them out or told you. 
any sort of substantial Gordon, let's uh, press on through the night see how far we can get and then when we find ourselves tucking out we can uh, pitch camp and continue on the morn yeah that sounds fine with me I mainly just want to get away from those goddamn children <laughs> now I, they seem to have large mustaches I don't know if children is exactly the right nomenclature for these particular gremlin type beings but I concur that we should get the fuck away Liza turns into a child Liza turns into Thecla with a beard and just goes (laughs) what do you know about anything big boy that that is unfair because that sweet summer child had no facial accoutrement of that type she had the perfect bone structure for a wonderful hand, handlebar mustache. So, you guys ride the road on your on your mounts throughout the night, and through the next day, what are you? What were you at? I've, I didn't really catch what your conclusion was. Just until next dawn or next dusk, maybe. Clippity cloppity, cloppity. Yeah, I think point, until next dusk. Yeah, at what point do we? feel tired you know what I mean that we go like shit we're tired and like we're clearly doing a worse job of writing like I think we're probably pushed until we notice a decline right I mean we I'm concerned more about um well two things one obviously I want to make as much distance as possible given that we don't know if they're going to be mercenaries after us but also like uh Babitha I think would be more open to stopping earlier if we got clearer of the red caps. But like right now it's like we're being followed by creepies. Yeah. Okay. On your mounts, you guys follow the road towards Astrovale up into the pass. You guys ride all night. You guys left just before midnight or so. You guys ride all through the night until the sun starts coming up. At sunrise, I would like all of you guys to make a con save, please. Bony throws. Bony throws. That is a nine for Galtier. All right, that's a fail. That's a one for Babitha. That is a 14. Okay. How about Blep? That is a 14 for Blep. Okay, so Galtier, right about sunrise, you start to feel yourself dozing off a little bit and you jerk yourself back to attention. It was a long day and a long night. Galtier, you are going to take first stage exhaustion, or level one exhaustion, I believe it's called. Um, And through the day, you guys keep writing. Galtier's dozing off a little bit and kicking himself back awake. Um, Keep clipping and clopping on with your horses. Um, You guys stop for a quick... Uh, lunch about noontime. Roll me another con save. Could I cast like aid on Galtier? Yeah, yeah, sure. It's 11 for Babitha. And a 16 for Blood. That is a 10 for Lysa. What, what does aid do? Um, aid. It, so it says your spell boosters your out bolsters your allies with toughness and resolve. Choose up to three creatures within range. Each target's hit point maximum and current hit points increase by five for the duration. And it's for eight hours. 
Um, so I'll do Blep, Babatha, and Galtier. Uh, Nick, that is a seven on my constitution <laughs> saving throw. Oh, no. How many temporary hit points? Uh, five. Not insignificant. Damn it. What is... I'm trying to look up exhaustion, but it's just giving me the other things. Uh... Ex- uh, first level is you start fa- uh, rolling with disadvantage on all ability checks. Two is movement is halved. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right, so you guys take a quick break for lunch. Galtier, you kind of doze off for a second. You're, you're really starting to feel like the events of last night are kind of catching up to you and all day yesterday riding. Uh, the other three, you guys feel okay. You're you're feeling a little bit tired, but you you can keep pushing, um, and it's not going to be that difficult. You're starting to feel about noontime. You can push into into dusk and feel comfortable. So that said, come come dusk time, give me one more con save. Well, oh 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 my! Nat twenty for Babs. Uh, 19 from Liza. Okay. Uh, that is a 15 total for Galtier. 15? Okay, you're good this time around. Um, you're you're barely able to keep your head up as you guys are riding, and you're probably about halfway through this pass now, maybe even three quarters, having pushed hard. And you come on this, like, the pass itself is, there's, like, bluffs on each side. And at one point, the bluff like opens up into a big bowl off to the left side. And you can see that there used to be a village here. I don't think we should go down there. That looks like a scene. That looks like a prepared scene <laughs> from like a show. That looks like a prepared scene. Roll a perception so. from where you guys are at. You guys are maybe up on a rise a little bit and you can kind of look down onto this village <laughs> oh wow that's a 12 it's an 8 for Babitha uh, 14 for Galtier 17 for Blep okay um, so all you guys can make out from this bluff it's not that far off like it's pretty close you're talking like maybe a 10 minute ride to get to some place that could presumably be safe to camp out for the night but what you guys notice from up on up from this distance is that it doesn't look like anybody is out there doing anything like you don't see any people and all of the buildings kind of look old is there smoke coming from any chimneys blep does not see any smoke nick when you say old um does galtier know enough context to know if this is like from a different generation of architecture old or just like shabby because no one's been here in a minute the great distinction yeah i think old as in shabby okay like dilapidated got it. yeah i mean and, and this is kind of like in the middle of nowhere in the middle of a mountain pass uh so uh, it's a little bit isolated in the first place and it's looking pretty shabby well do we want to see if anything in there is safe black what do you see with your Tell me, what do you see with... What What do your frog eyes see? They're taking the whole <laughs> They just see fucking hypnotoad spirals. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was... Yeah. <laughs> 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 definitely tells Babitha that there's no smoke in the chimneys and... 
that's the thing. Oh, inter interesting observation, yes. But it points out there doesn't appear to be any, uh, any fires going in any of the, the buildings. Um, I mean, there's a possibility we could seek reprieve in one of these buildings, but also it's a little bit suspect. I would say, despite my protestations and thinking that this looks like clearly a pre-prepared scene from a TV show or movie, I... Definitely a trap. Although perhaps this is, you know, a, a one of those... You know, they have those, like, performative, like, you could go through the community and, like, everybody was an actor, but they acted like they weren't actors, you know? Oh, they, like they... Disneyland. Yes! Yes! Disneyland! Yes! George Disney! Some sort of magical thing? I've never what? heard of such a place. What the hell is Disneyland? Says a goblin who runs by. I hope there's a goddamn goblin. <laughs> oh my god, that goblin is wearing a Disneyland sweatshirt. Let's get him. He, d he doesn't have goblins. What do you he know of Disney? Have, he is wearing a Mickey headband. <laughs> yeah. I believe we all assumed we would have to camp here on the side of the road. While it is tempting to see what's going on in this here settlement, perhaps, perhaps we should keep ourselves uh, a little more under, you know, detection, as it were. You may have I'm... heard of the anachronism under the radar, <laughs> a, a phrase I desperately wanted to say. <laughs> you can see I pull from my cargo shorts a small sonar machine. A sonar machine? And I, That's yeah, I water, other, my guy. I use other sub... Well, it doesn't have to be now. <laughs> Technically, it's just sonic vibration and reconnaissance. But I understand that we can make pulses of sound in air or water, whatever medium you prefer. It could be nitrogen, who knows? And we could take that. <laughs> no, uh. <laughs> what the hell is nitrogen? The goblin says, running back the other way. Is everybody seeing the goblin or is it just me? Sometimes <laughs> I get these, like, weird flashbacks from some of my potions and, you know. I see it. As I'm just not know. You know. You, you know. As my traveling companions know, I'm an immense supporter of private property. I do not believe we should <laughs> enter upon these grounds without the express written permission of those who own this land. Jesus. Uh, I'm, I am willing to go back down. Uh, I'm willing to go down to that little shack, hut, town, whatever. Because, who knows, there might be something interesting but also we might be able to rest in one of those shacks and hide our horses. So in case any of the blood fangs, red fangs are coming after us, we can at least be incognito and still get a rest, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this that place looks like maybe 50 buildings at most, but they're all like one level ramshackle looking things from where you're at. Um, like four or five roads maybe connecting them maybe three quarters of a mile from one side to the other it's a pretty small little place did you say 55 oh yes would you say like 
So just like in relation to where we're going, like is where we're, is the direction we are headed on the other side of this city, or are we like going off the path and then can they return to the path? It's it's like a little bit off the path, but like it's, it's like a highway like, town. When when this place maybe was like doing well, like this is where the uh, roadhouse would have been. Okay. Okay. Right, so it's close enough to the road that it's a convenient stop for the night. So, Nick, how many gross wages would you say each of these 50 buildings are? Well, so the yeah. whole town itself could probably hold a gross wazy, gross wazy, a gross gross wazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, wait, 12, we need to, this to, is an important to the decision. Tenth. To the 10th. Is, is it a gross gross wazy or is it a gross wazy swazy? Or is it a dirty gross wazy? Or both. It's, mm. a, it's a gross wazy acre. <laughs> Wait, so a we're using swagger. a volumetric a measuring device in order to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. Order... Okay. What's wrong? What, do you have something against it? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out... Is that technically it's going like four-dimensional? <laughs> <laughs> Don't overthink okay. it. It's TND. <laughs> just think I it's like magic. That. It's magic. Nick... Nick is just trying to explain how large a settlement is and has to go, well, you know, magic exists in this universe. <laughs> yeah. Like, so Max, when you guys... You've been playing guys, this for years. You guys trollump your way down off the main path onto this newer path. Do you guys want to give me um, stealth or survival or um, however you kind of want to make your way down there? Can I give... You can, you can do perception if you'd like. Uh, some sort of relevant role here. Can I do something to help Galtier with his uh, Oh, yeah, you're role? definitely... Yeah, I forgot you're at disadvantage, so you could do something to help, yeah. Um, you have could, maybe what I'll do is I'll do a minor illusion sound. Oh, it's within 30 feet. Never mind. I was going to say do a, a minor illusion sound, like, on the opposite end of the little, like, carve-out. Um, so if anyone... <laughs> Is looking for us, they would just like to no. So, I will... if you want to roll a some sort of relevant skill check as you enter the city, yeah, you call it a city, the village. You presented us with multiple options. If we choose a non stealth option, does that mean we're not being stealthy, or are you assuming we're being stealthy and this is emphasis on what we want to interact with? I mean, I'm assuming that you guys are being relatively cautious on your entry. Okay, because you said stealth or perception, and I was like, I need more information. If you roll perception, I don't imagine you're going, ah, well, you look at that building. Well, I mean, that's kind of Gothier's whole MO, so I wanted to make sure. Yeah. Well, how about, like, each of us choose a skill, and it will apply to the whole group. And then sure. we and then we all just get that information. Yeah, let's Does that it. make sense? I only say that because I rolled a 27 stealth. <laughs> Yeah, I second. Yeah, sounds like a great plan. Good job. All right, let's roll. What are you guys? Yeah. What are you guys rolling? Let's go through them. So we've got stealth rolled. I think that Blep would be probably perception or investigation, right? Like I think he'd be the one that's like, "All right, I'm looking around." Okay. Um. So that is a 17 perception from Blep. As you guys are coming down onto this small village, Liza, there's like a, there used to be like a a wooden fence that kind of 
covered the front side of this as you approach where the rest of it lies in this bowl. So like sort of as a defensive front, but not really. It was more of like a wooden post fence. You kind of slip your way under it and back up against one of these buildings that's right up to it. And if you walk through where the gate was, you're just on this main street on this boardwalky kind of western looking old city or I keep calling it a city village um, and all of the wood here is like dry rot and falling apart it's just old some of them are you know fallen down and they just lay there blep has seen things like this before and blep and probably lies also but blep immediately realizes like this is just a, a ghost town like people used to live here and now it's just abandoned um, but also blep as you ventures through the gate where this fence was he sees down on the ground like a chunk of wood that looks like an old signpost and he sort of Mm. like kicks off this overgrown moss and dirt and picks it up blep shows it to babitha i don't know if blep can read blep shows it to babitha and babitha it says hillcrest population 162 hillcrest hillcrest Hillcrest, Hillcrest. I don't know that I'm familiar with a Hillcrest. It might have been some time, but uh, no, I think you're right, Blev. It does just look kind of like a ghost town, which, I mean, is unfortunate. There may not be much for us in the way of uh, resources, but shelter, perhaps. I advise if we're going to uh, take cover here that perhaps we make our way a little way into town. I think that I would uh, suspect if I were a bandit uh, people to be in the ones closest to the road. I do not see any problem with that logic. Liza, you're sneaking your way through this village and you're like looking through some of these windows very stealthily. Looking hot as hell. Renee Zellweger. You, you, you see looking in these, some of these are, you know, various businesses. Maybe one of them was a tavern or something. Sorry. And... Uh, 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 Catherine Zeta-Jones is who I meant. I apologize. One of them is a tavern. And one of them maybe looks like it was a bank of some kind. And what you notice looking through these as you're stealthing around, everybody else is like slowly walking down this main street the sun is setting off off to the off in the distance and it looks like almost everything is gone like this doesn't look to liza like people disappeared this looks like people left Mm. okay dear i hope they didn't leave because those vicious little creeps that have been following us ran them out of town have they been following us this entire time? I have to be honest, I have not been checking over my shoulder this whole time. Um, you guys don't feel like they have, despite how creepy the night was. And even if they were, because you had horses, you think that you managed, you would get the feeling that you managed to get them. <laughs> uh, Nick, let, let me save us from ourselves. Uh, Please. For my role for the group, is going to use tactical assessment and roll a history check, if you'll allow it. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Okay, so disadvantage. That's uh, a 15. Hmm, not bad. The name Hillcrest rings a bell to Galtier. You're thinking about it, and you know that there's certain villages in the past. You're just not entirely familiar with them, and it seems like the last that you heard 
Hillcrest was still thriving. But that was also a few years ago. This isn't really a place that Galtier has extensive knowledge in. For now, this is, uh, of course, not exactly my sort of locale, but uh, last I'd heard word on the road, this little, uh, what do you call this, an outpost, a settlement, whatever this little small area is, uh, it was doing just fine. People, folk was settling down here on the pass, and so it, uh, I, I do find it surprising that no one is here. Could Babitha roll a nature check to see, uh, like, if she would know, based on, like, the kind of moss and stuff that had overgrown the sign, like, how yeah. long that had been down? Ooh, that's sure. a good call. Yeah. That is an 18. You peg this to be, based on the moss and the age of the deteriorating wood, um, the various states of disrepair, a decade 15 years and that Nick to be clear when I thought it had been a while but not that long we were talking a couple of years ago Galtier yeah. thought this was okay yep well I certainly can't say by the, the town itself but by the sign I mean that certainly looks like it's been grown over for well over a decade at this point uh, specifically if you look at the fire moss here I mean you really the, the spores on this aren't nearly as potent as some of your green mosses and it just really uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry croaking again <laughs> I, I have uh I've been on good authority that this uh, settlement here was was thriving not that long ago. Is there a, perhaps a, a magical means, something your sort of people might do to accelerate the growth of these little uh, plant life, whatever they are? Well, I mean, in theory, I mean, there are certainly there are druids and, and sorcerers and wizards. I mean, there are any matter of magic. Wait, there's more types of magic. Oh my lord! <laughs> oh, oh dear. Yes, I mean, you've got your 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 your, your illusory magic and your evocation ah, magic. Now, not a word. You've got your hand magic. Yes. You've got your mouth magic. And then you've, you've also got, your got trans magic. magic. You've got your nine binary magic. You've got your uh, Liza. Can you give uh, me a perception check? <laughs> I I mainly wanted to, I wanted to do a perception check just to see if there was any sort of signs of industry that may have dried up. I'm getting big mm. West Virginia town vibes from this, so yeah, abandoned coal town or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, seventeen perception. Um. Yeah, you you don't see anything in your in your examination that indicates like industry for this town. Maybe it was just like a trade, a, you know, a, a trade outpost in the middle. There's there's a couple of um, like pawn shops here that you're peeking into, and mm. actually, one of the one of the buildings that you peek into, it looks like there was some like glass cabinet counters and things in there. The glasses, like couple pieces of glasses are broken and some of the counters have like rotted away and fallen over but you see like tucked back in the corner in this room in this maybe jewelry store that you're looking in is like one perfectly intact chest with a clean looking jacket on top of it ooh one perfectly intact chest with a clean looking jacket on top of it is exactly how I <laughs> described the proprietor of our first roadhouse that we visited <laughs> Oh my god. Wow, what a good one. 
Um, that's not a joke. That was wonderful. Um, <laughs> I am going to clock that and note any closed doors inside the, the building. So there's like one door on the far side. It's almost like a like a U-shaped kind of jewelry-looking store with okay. cabinets to the left, right, and then um, a counter yes. on the back side. And there's a door on the far side that is like dilapidated and half broken off. It's just kind mm. of hanging there. Okay. Lysa is going to walk back to the rest of the group and relay that information to maybe check out that building or perhaps avoid that building. In relation of this town, I'm kind of figuring this town is generally in a circle just because this is kind yep. of a, it's it's in like a valley. Um, yep, yep. So where in that circle, like clockwise, would it be? I'd say that you would enter about six o'clock from, from the path yeah. and you're probably looking at like f- to the right, maybe four o'clock. Okay. Let's say we break the clock into like five concentric rings is it like on the outermost ring like inner like there is one ring oh this place is small it's not a big it's i think the word settlement was was the right phrase that i was okay okay so it's just like a ring of 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 building yeah yeah okay maybe we just stay on the opposite side we stay at like 10 o'clock of the of the thing or of the settlement because I just want to be potentially as far away from whoever clearly wants to be in that place or has been in that place. I mean, mm-hmm. I I would feel confident potentially busting open that safe because I have a decent sleight of hand and am proficient in tools and have a thieves kit. So I feel okay about that, but I also don't know if that would be the best choice let's hear a survival from all three of you i don't know where mikey went so i guess just the two of you uh, i'm still at disadvantage right yes sir correct and getting more and more tired as the day goes on guys you know i mean a surprising result that survival is not galtier's strongest skill oh i honestly thought that would be a pretty good skill for galtier no, the uh, he lets other people do that work for him. That's a seven. Nice. That's a fourteen. For life. Galtier, all you're thinking about is the back of your eyelids. You're just you're ready to crash. You're ready to just roll out the bedroll and fall asleep right here in the middle of the dusty old street. Liza, meanwhile, you're looking around trying to, you know, trying to assess what's going on here. You don't notice any real signs of habitation or any like tracks or footprints really nothing out of the ordinary i should say maybe like mice and rats or something but nothing strange nothing that strikes you as notable um it's really off-putting because it just feels like a very quiet ominous area that could be nice but also could be um, it's very quiet it's almost too too quiet quiet. (laughs) well uh can i do an insight check into that Onto what I just said? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no, like, you're saying that. It's but, quiet, like, does... too quiet. Can I incite the DM? Sure. No, but whether or not Liza is picking up on the fact that it is quiet. Max just out here playing 4D chess, you know? You don't have to roll an insight check. It's 
it's quiet. There's nobody here. There's no smoke coming from the chimney stacks. There's no people. There's no echoes. There's no critique. There's nothing in this place. Mikey, roll a survival check. <laughs> Me, Mikey, personally? Yes. And okay, then cool, cool, Babitha cool. can. My, okay, because my modifier is definitely like a negative. Uh, but two. let's see. So Mikey gets negative two, probably. That yeah. feels fair. Uh, so that's an 11 for Mikey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Babitha gets uh, a nat one. Okay. Oh no! How, how oh no! Blep? We fucked it up with about, our bits. What about what about yeah, how blep? About, how about blep? Uh, blep uh, gets a twenty, dirty twenty. I'm not gonna uh, punish you guys at this point for rolling poorly on your survivals because you guys are fucking tired. You guys rode all all night and all day. Like you, you're just tired. That's all there is to it. Like all you're thinking about is not like you're not thinking about survival checks. You're thinking about where can I unroll my bedroll and where can we put the horses. Blep, I'll say the same thing that I told Liza. It doesn't look like there's any signs of habitation or any signs of occupation here aside from mice and rats, voles and squirrels. So there is like no signs that anybody has ever been here kind of thing? Like there's just buildings, but no one has been here? No, nobody recently. (laughs) Or just... I'm not saying never. (laughs) Like somebody was obviously here. Well, no, that's what I was trying to clarify. Like, are you saying this is actually like a prop town or like, are you saying... No, it just looks like nobody has been here. Um, okay. I find that a little bit creepy, but also if there's no signs of anyone being here, that might mean it's safe for us to be here. So should we find a locale closer in, or like, you know, not closer in, further in towards the center of town that we can just bring our horses and houses with us? Yeah, I, I think that's, I think we need to rest and also just make sure that we're hiding from this group and maybe uh, we can take shifts of rest, yeah. Yeah. of resting because <laughs> uh, theoretically it would be very easy to spot anyone who's coming down into the settlement. Yeah, yeah there's really only one way in. Can we, we want to look, I think specifically for a building that has enough uh, door clearance or height or whatever to get the horses fully inside. <laughs> like okay, maybe a church? Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, the, yeah, the like goal that. being that, like, instead of, like, stabling them where someone might ride They're by and us. see three horses sitting there, yeah. right, yeah. we want to we wanna hide them if we can. Because we okay. don't care if they shit inside this building. You know what I mean? We just yeah. don't want anyone to see us. Yeah, I like the idea of a, a of like a church house or something. You guys can yeah. cram all the horses onto one side and yeah. come to the other side. We look for an side. elementary school gymnasium. Do we have those around? <laughs> yeah. You guys set up your camp. Uh, who's taking the first shift? Liza will. Yeah, yeah Galtier definitely needs to be. Galtier will take the sure. last shift. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sundown, sundown, and it starts to get dark and cold in the mountains. You guys are all wrapped up, bundled. Uh, maybe you decided to make a fire or something, whatever. Liza, roll me a perception check. That is a 25. Jesus. You're, you're hitting some stuff tonight, man. Yeah, I'm doing good. But also, all the things that you're asking me to do, I'm actually like, well, there's nothing that I'm bad at. Literally the only thing that I... Jack of all trades, baby! Yeah, jack of all trades. Uh, And, like, the only thing I'm bad at is athletics. But everything else, I'm moderately solid at, so... 
So Liza is keeping watch at the front door, eyes outside on the road. It's kind of eerie out there knowing that there's all these buildings and there's no people and nothing. And then from, I don't know, under the stage or on a pew behind the pulpit, wherever Babitha is sleeping, you hear Babitha let out a, as Babitha, you are startled awake as you feel something yank on your pack. (laughs) Absolutely not. I reflexively, like, roll the opposite direction to, like, pull the pack with me and go, <laughs> uh, Okay, Liza, you hear that, definitely. Galtier, you're still, you're still uh, sawing logs over there, though. Blep um, is, like, on his feet and at, well, I mean, he's right next to Babitha, right? So she's probably, like, rolling into him. And then, Babitha, you feel it again. A tug on your pack. Do I have a sensation that something is pulling my pack or that my something in my pack is You feel pulling? like something in your pack is bouncing and trying to get out. And it startled you awake. And now you're coming to the realization. Right, 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 right. Um, <clears throat> maybe this is a tie. Oh, no, I told you all about this book. Uh, sorry everybody, Goltia is still sleeping, Liza, stay tuned. And then, Babitha, from your pack, a long transparent wing flops out onto the ground, and then another, and then two more. They look like- Antibabi, I'm going to kill you. Gnarled, gross- transparent dragonfly wings that are like broken and torn. Blep, is this your girlfriend? And then from the red book within your bag, you see this gnarled bony hand clutch at the floorboards in this old church. And then another, and this creature, this hideous, emaciated being with sickening, opaque skin drags itself out from the book, the full body. And it stands before you with its big, beady black eyes and a banged mouth with way too many teeth. And Bro, what the fuck? Babitha. His wings, broken wings, flutter. Oh, yeah. So, guys, forgot to tell you. Uh, you know how I've been... Uh, well, you know what? I guess it's really not that unusual. I usually collect the bones of our... of our. Uh, you know, we don't want to waste any part of our animal. You know, any, any part uh, that we hunt. So, um... Anywho, I've got some rabbit jaws for you to see. Start if that's cool. Oh, bitch. This does not sate me. Okay, guys, I can't actually remember if we've killed anything and if I've actually collected a jaw, because I feel like we haven't. You you have definitely collected the jaws of... Of something, right? Of something, yeah. Probably some Kruthik, I would definitely imagine. Okay. So yeah, I think forget, so. Forget what I said about the rabbits, uh, rabbit jaws. Yes, these are much better, bitch. 
and this creature, like you can hear its bones creaking as it steps towards you and it lowers its head down so that it's like the same level as Babatha. Licks its lips and it shoves these bones into its own overly toothed mouth. The only, I should let you guys all know, listeners and also players, um, the only fucking body stuff that I can't handle is teeth shit. And my fucking (laughs) husband was like, oh, I'm going to make your patron a tooth person. Yeah, the tooth tooth fairy. (laughs) Yeah, it's the tooth fairy. Can't do it. Can't do it. Even if you hadn't said that, Nick looked too happy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I want her to be physically uncomfortable because I want Babatha to be uncomfortable. (laughs) My hunger, bitch, is for now sated. I will bestow upon you more knowledge and more power. Oh, lovely. Know this, Burbage. The power that once was Maud Graham will soon be yours. <laughs> and it just crunches down on this other jaw. <laughs> and you see it start to head back towards this book. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, one, one foot in. What? Uh, I'm just a little bit confused, but also maybe don't look a gift horse in the mouth, as they say, and you've got a lot going on in yours. So I'm gonna, I'm going to heed that advice. Uh, be well. Whomsoever possesses my prison shall also possess my power. Love that. And it's Love like, that for me. It's just like you can hear this thing's bones creaking as it's like crawling its way back down into its book. And you guys all level up. Woo! Finally. Liza is freaked out and uh to me would think that line about Mod Graham would be like, oh, is Liza? I mean, is Babatha trying to like usurp power within the within the coven? No. Babatha's been very hands off in the coven. It's true. That but like that's that would be yeah. that would be like an internal like Ooh. I mean, like oh. <laughs> hands off, teeth on, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Well, you guys are having this very frightful and potentially magical and potentially duplicitous realization. Um, Galtier is just sort of tossing and turning in the corner, fitfully asleep, and you hear under his breath, Mama, Mama, di moko to me, Mama. And he sleeps through all of it. Blep is stroking his cheek. 
So I will just say, if you want to be privy to these particular types of level up conversations, be sure to check out our Patreon. And bitch. <laughs> so we'll catch you in a few. Mikey, that was so funny. <laughs> 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 I just kept oh, asking yeah. myself, why would they have you wearing a rain jacket? It doesn't make any sense. And then she yeah. said, your hair's just like my alpaca. <laughs> oh. Wow, our Patreon yeah. stuff is just great, isn't it? It's just the bee's knees. <sighs> Yeah. And by that, he means B. Arthur's knees. So here we are, back in Hillcrest. It's after cool a that nice we just yeah. uploaded wow. that episode of just, just a bunch of literal bee's knees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and where did we even find that many bee's knees? It's crazy. <sighs> it's just it's a whole podcast where you can hear faint bee buzzing, <laughs> but it sounds like a little bit above you because you're looking at their knees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good news. Uh, I now have a plus one to athletics, which means I have nothing that is below hey. zero. Nice. Hey, that's pretty good. What a great level up. That was fantastic. All right. Well, let's let's jump right back into Hillcrest really quick. Uh, what do you guys want to do tomorrow morning? So we, we, we make it all the way through the night or do we need to? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, the rest of the night goes just fine. Okay. If... If the rest of the night went fine and like completely incident free, Liza's just gonna walk over to that building and try and break into that trunk. Uh, okay. Liza, do you are you telling us that you're heading out or did you just dip out? Yeah, I'm gonna let you know like, hey, nothing happened or hello, uh, nothing happened. So I'm going to just um, go check on that jacket and uh, it looked pretty cool. So, but it was a nice jacket. Yeah, it was very <laughs> nice. I'm going to try to break into that chest and steal that jacket. We'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on you. Thank you. Uh, and Galtier will try to recruit uh, Babs and Blep and sort of, you know, fan out a little bit in the circle. We're going to be like quasi-sneaky, I guess. I don't know how open this area is, but basically provide lookout and if needed rapid response to whatever Liza is up to sure yeah there's that whole back room back there that you guys don't know about oh Nick I only lose one point of exhaustion from resting right mm-hmm. I believe so I so believe I still have correct. one yeah. okay and it's ability checks that you have disadvantage I think yeah correct yeah okay so Liza no that's a bad noise we don't want to associate that with good guys you slowly sneak your way into this store. You push the door open. <sighs> Creaks open just a little bit. And like I previously described, it's it's generally a U shape with a bunch of glass cabinets and a, a counter on the far side just opposite the door. And this trunk and uh, trunk and jacket are like on our side of the countertop, but like tucked off to the left. Mm. Gotcha. 
almost out of sight, but not quite because of your uh, brilliant perception that you rolled while you were over here. And Liza makes their way over through. There's like, you can see the dust on the floorboards puff up with every step that they take. Liza, you reach over to it. There's like a there's like a, a busted counter or a, a busted shelf off to the left with shards of glass on the ground. And you reach down and you pick up this jacket and you pull it off to the side and you look down at this trunk and well, Liza, nothing good happens here. As you pick up this jacket, the jacket, you feel it like with a the jacket itself starts to jump and and squirm around in your hands until it rips its way free. Oh, fuck. It has this like gnarled almost skull-like looking head with sharp fangs and evil glaring eyes and this long tail that just like drags behind it. It almost looks like a flying manta ray almost. And it flies up into the air. And Liza at the same time you look down at the chest and the chest itself the top of the chest is flipped open and you see this long disgusting red tongue slither its way out and wrap around your arm. Oh no, you guys. I'm gonna need all of you guys to roll them bones. Fizzle pile of them bones. Fizzle pile of Liza's bones. There's that. There's that low Dirty 20 for Babatha and Blip. Cheese. Cheese, man. Um, Liza Strovicho? Diez, senor. Diez, gracias. Noltier? That'd be a seven. You boy here. Or apparently a a siete. So, we have initiative order established. We are uh, in an abandoned jewelry store in the middle of Hillcrest, a ghost town. And, Babatha, you're up first. You are standing just outside this jewelry store as you see this manta ray looking creature flutter into the air just above Liza. Liza looks down to see this chest has this open, gross mouth that's ready to attack. What do you do? Toothy Ma. Thank you. How far am I? 20 feet. 20 feet. (laughs) You can always hold your turn. Uh, no, what I'm going to do is, uh, Babatha is going to send forth the now, hubbub, the now hurry broom, and it is going to fly, it is going to fly at the cloak and strike it. That is a 14 to hit. 14 does hit. It takes six points of force damage. Oh no! And like now is technically flanked from above. I'll take that into consideration. How about uh, Blep? Blep's gonna Eldritch Blast that bitch. That's 19 plus 4. 23 to hit. Uh, yes, that's a hit. Sweet, 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 sweet. 
That's an eight plus. Nope, just eight points of damage. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, 12 points of damage. Sorry, eight plus four. You guys are both still kind of standing on this boardwalk just outside looking into the window of this old jewelry store. Um, and actually, it is the chest's turn. If you didn't pick up on it, this is a mimic. Ah! Classic D&D enemy. Classic! Literally, um, I'd never heard of it before. Y'all, this is a free plug for our friends uh, over at uh, Everything's a Mimic. I am their media manager, and I've been really slacking in my duties. So we're going to give them this this free plug to to get me off the hook for a minute. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Bye! So, Liza, this action that the Mimic is going to take is called Pseudopod. <laughs> that is all. Uh, it is going to Pseudopod against you. Um, and it rolls an 18 to hit. Okay. So we're going to do a little bit of damage. Oh, max oh, damage. Oh, okay. yeah, Not yeah, your name, yeah. but like maximum. How much I damage I like the scientists say shit in Latin so that it sounds less stupid. And they didn't just go like, what's this called? They're like, kind of foot. <laughs> uh, so, Eliza, that is uh, max damage, 11 points of damage. And... This creature uh, is adhered to you, which means that you are effectively grappled by it um, for intents and purposes on your turn. And now, things are going to get nasty for you here for a minute, um, because immediately following the Mimic, it is the Cloaker's turn. Now, these guys are some bad boys. Uh, The baddest boys. Okay, so you're going to get a bite attack coming your way from the Cloaker, okay? Think you can take it? Ooh, that's gonna be a close one. How can take it, about take it, we can take it, take it, take it. Thirteen to hit. Yeah, eat my ass. No. Well, he's gonna strike at you with his nasty, nasty stinger tail too. You dodged the bite. Uh, ooh, that's gonna be even worse. That's a nine to hit. So, you dodged a bullet with the cloaker. I, I, I'll tell you that though. Um, that takes us around to your turn. Uh, you are currently, for intensive purposes, grappled. Oh man, this is a this is a big old gamble here. I am I'm grappled, so I can't run away. Correct. Even though you can you okay. can try to break out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. Okay, I'm going to cast a second level command, so I can command both of these fangs to disengage. Okay, what am I rolling against? You are rolling against A. Okay, so a command. uh, Target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw, so that is wisdom 15. And are you attacking uh, Mimic or Cloaker? Both. It's a second level, so I can can put it at both. Oh, okay. Um, Okay. Um, We'll do... The Mimic doesn't seem to understand what the hell you're saying anyways, whilst the Cloaker itself does kind of fly backwards a little bit, just just for a moment. Um, it will disengage from you and fly away for five feet as it second-guesses all of its life choices for a moment. 
with that disengaged, um, can I... Oh, it disengages. It doesn't flee. Okay. Yeah. Um, damn. That was a that was a dumb. Uh, well, yeah, your, I feel like your I word choice hurt I, you on that one. I was mainly worrying about the mimic. So if it if it casted if if I said dis if I said flee, it would flee with me potentially along with it. You know, and <laughs> Just drag you around. Yeah. So like, I was saying disengage. Yeah, like disengage meant like let go. Running out of this building, and Liza just like kite surfing in the background. Yeah. And, so, okay, so so you've got a five foot buffer uh, between the cloaker. Your mimic is still on you though, so you're still on a on a zero uh, a zero movement. So okay. unless you got something else you could do. Yeah, I'm gonna take the dodge action as my cunning action. Dodge. Oh darn! Ah, I always forget that I can't. That's a monk thing. Um, yeah, dash, disengage, or hide. I can't do any of those, so I'm done. Wait, you can't dodge? No. Yeah, dodge, dodge isn't part of cutting action. It's part of uh, whatever the name of the monk version of that similar thing is. Yeah. Okay. That's unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear it. In the meantime, Galtier, standing about 25 feet on the boardwalk outside next to Babatha and Blep. Uh, Galtier will rush inside. Um, in, in the current schema of the battle, if I interpose myself between Liza and the Mimic, is there a space wherein I can be sort of in front of them, but also within five feet of both bad guys? Like, can I be in the center of this triangle, or is it farther away than that? I, I don't think so, because I think the bad guys are, like, one on each side of Liza. If you were right next okay. to Liza, you could feasibly be in range of both of them, if that's what you're trying to do. I would like to be in range of all three of them, if possible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can do that. Okay, so, so if I you will just rush run, to... If you run straight up to Liza, the Mimic is just on the left, and then the Cloaker is just in the air on the right, as it's, like, fluttering around. Okay, I will rush up to that position, and uh, Gothio will say, Let go of my friend! Uh, and I will uh, make two attacks. Two attacks, baby! At the Mimic. <laughs> Shwing, 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 shwing. Uh, oh, those are, well, those are both okay. Uh, and you know that you can't use cutting good looks to do actual, like, slashing damage. Well, right? now, hold on a minute. Maybe I can. Uh, the first one is a 15. The second one is a 24. Okay, both hit. Yep, nice. Damn. So, nice work. Nice. Okay. So the first one is going to do... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use piercer to re-roll this one. Uh-huh. Oh fuck! I got the only worst option. Uh, <laughs> okay, so five points of piercing damage for the first attack. Okay. Fuck me! Five points of piercing damage for the second oh, attack. No. Jesus, oh. bro. Galtier, come on, man. Uh, absolutely terrible. I'm going to action surge and do it all over again, baby. <laughs> okay. First attack at the Mimic. Uh, that is a 14. That is a hit against the Mimic. Cool. Uh, that, oh, okay. We finally got a real roll. That's nine points of piercing damage. There we go. Uh, mimic still up, I assume. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we'll stab, we stab yeah. again. Oh, yeah. 
That is a 16. That's also a hit. Switchy little bugger, isn't he? Uh, and that will be eight points of piercing damage. Okay. Okay. You're, uh, you're, that will... you're affecting him, I'll tell you that. That will be the hey, end no! of uh, Agalthier's turn. That's the sound of a minute I just decided. Agalthier uh, will sort of put, he'll do the, oh, um, I don't like it. the, the dad arm bar just across Liza's chest. Uh, as if pulling them back from a small traffic stop, stop in their neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yep, stop it short. Yeah. And we're like, don't worry, Liza. I'm here to protect you. <laughs> They'll look on Liza's face right now. <laughs> okay, Dad. Plepitha, you're up. Back to the top of the order. Uh, cool, 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 cool. So, is the. So, the cloaker is no longer. Or the mimic and Cloaker, neither are attached to Liza. The Mimic is attached to Liza. Mimic is still attached to Liza. Cool, cool, yes. cool, cool, cool. So, Babitha and Blet are going to uh, do their cool little side wing, shoulder to shoulder, dual Eldritch flex. Double barrel shotgun, baby. Are you shooting, you're shooting the Mimic? Uh, yeah, we are both shooting okay. the Sure. Red die is black. That's a 15 plus. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Babitha, gold die is a 5 plus uh, 6, 11. Ooh, that's a miss. A big fat whiff. It blasts the wall to the side. <laughs> I'm going to do Blep's damage, though. Oh, okay. okay. Five points of damage. Alright, not for nothing. Not for nothing. Blast, not for a nothing. Bunch of, blast a bunch of shrapnel off the top of the Mimic. It's just like... Hubba, the hurry broom swats at <laughs> the cloaker. It's just like... Oh, I mean... <laughs> That uh, is a 12 to hit. That's going to miss. Michael, is a hurry broom, does it have four little feet and then a broom at the top? Or is it a regular pole with four little brooms? <laughs> four little brooms. It is four little brooms. <laughs> For sure. All right, so... Yeah. Uh, and, but they're your... like Fantasia brooms. They sweep, they sweep individually. It's a nice little cross-section. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Liza, it is the Mimic's turn, and you are still in danger. So, Mimic is gonna try to bite you a couple more times. Um, get a... Dang, I think you got lucky from the Mimic. It's an 11 to hit. <laughs> you scared the Cloaker away for a minute, but he's gonna fly his way back in and try to get you one more time. Uh, and if this doesn't work, he might be interested in uh, going for old Mr. Galtier Deja Mode. So, let's go for Liza. Liza, you look pissed. Natural one. As it should be. So, I think that because we are now level five, we're going to start instigating some uh, fumble and crit rules. And I think that because this is not a named creature, I will penalize this creature by not giving it its second attack against you. Just to uh, give it a little bit dope, of a penalty. Dope, 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 dope. He kind of overcommits trying to 
trying to get at you and fumbles off to the side a little bit. So, it's your turn to react now. You are still grappled by this mimic. Mimic. I am going to try and break loose. Do it. Just do it. What do I what do I do? Athletics or acrobatics? Ooh, dope. You have disadvantage. Ooh. Disadvantage? Yes. Okay. That's I'm a sorry. 19. <laughs> that's a 19, so a 23 on the first roll. <laughs> 17 on the second roll. Okay, yep, you you made it out. You yank your hand out of this slammery, slammery tongue. Yeah, I did roll with it. Okay, and then I am going to... <laughs> Slimery? Yeah. yeah. So it's, I can it's parlance. It's local parlance. You would understand. Okay. I can use two bonus actions in one turn if I don't take a regular act, correct? Uh, not usually, but all allow. Oh, really? Yeah. What an odd, uh, yeah, they're, odd rule. They're, they're totally discreet. They're just named poorly. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll let you right now, though. Well, it's basically, I'm just going to um, give G a bardic inspiration and just be like, you are so big. Fire. You are so big. I am so small. Kick them in the dick. Bye bye, y'all. And that is my <laughs> bardic inspiration. And then I'm going to uh, disengage. Oh, actually, I can disengage and also give the Bardic Inspiration. Um, and I'm just going to basically retreat behind uh, Galtier. Okay. So now so you have a... You... Uh, you have a Bardic Inspiration. Cool. So you, you're kind of like in the middle of this jewelry store now with all its broken and rotted wood that's like collapsing and falling apart. Floorboards creak as you're moving. Talk them up, Dad. It's... It's your turn, Goltier. Uh, I'm going to continue to attack the Mimic. And this time, I'm going to remember that we got weapons the last time we talked to the king, and I need to look at a different line when I do my math. Ooh, yowza. Because it's, guess what, better. Um, <laughs> that is a 19 to hit. 19 hits. Ooh, baby, baby. That is going to be uh, 11 points of damage. Ooh, 11 points of damage, you got. He's, he's, looking, he's looking a little worse for the wear these days. And then let's go for a 16 to hit. Uh, 16 also hits him. And an additional 10 points of piercing damage. Oh, yeah. You knocked the lock off. You're knocking a bunch of the woods and the corners off. He's still, his little tongue is still wiry and slamming around, but uh, he's not looking great. Uh, and then, this is probably not real movement, but flavor movement. Galtier will try to, like, make himself wide so that he is the the target du jour. Uh, try to make sure that none of the pseudopods go past him to attack his compatriots. Sure, sure. Um, but the top of the order. Welcome to round number three. Babs and Blep are going to duel Eldritch Blasts again. And uh, how's the Mimic looking? Very rough. Not great. Then maybe only Bab. Babith is going to target the Mimic. Blep is going to target the Cloaker. Okay. Who 
Ooh, that's a nat 20 for blip. Hell oh, yeah. Snap. He was targeting the cloaker? He was targeting Le Cloaker. Okay, so let's resolve uh, Babitha first. That's a fact. Okay. Babitha got a 13. Okay, that's a hit, so roll damage. See if you can do it. Fuck you. Yeah. Okay, so that does nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. Ka-chow! Ka-ching! Ka-chaw! The mimic explodes. And at first, like, you see its tongue that just, like, blasts up into the air. And the, like, shards of wood blast off to the wall. And as they're flying through the air, you see them all just, like, <laughs> turn into this purple amorphous blob. Gross. And it just, like, hits the ground and sizzles. So... Let's get to Blep's critical hit. Critical yeah. hit. Well, so what do I what do I get with my critical hit? So, like I said, now that we've hit level five, we're using um, crit cards and fumble cards. Uh, so I'll just go ahead and read the fumble or the crit that appears on the card as it's written. So this one is called Conduit. Double damage, and the target takes a minus four penalty on saves versus your spells for the next 1d6 rounds. So I will roll the 1d6. Nope. And I will roll the damage. I'm going to roll... Do you prefer me to roll two die or to double one? What? Roll a bunch of dice, man. That's okay. what this game's all about. So that is 11 points of damage total. Okay, got it. Not great. Roll the one. I one. totally got oh, it. Oh no, sorry, plus four. Uh, do I do I don't double my bonus though, right? No. So it's fifteen. Nick, I'm I'm unfamiliar with these cards. Is the double dice saying is it or double damage on the card saying do the normal double damage like you would and then also add this effect, or is it double damage on top of your crit? No, no, it's just double because some of them are triple damage and some of them are. Uh, it varies. It's just what the card oh, says. Oh, okay. I, I assumed that. I was just curious because I haven't seen those. They're actually, these are technically for, I think, uh, 3.5 Pathfinder, which is mm-hmm. why I sometimes have to like look through a couple of them before I find right. one that's suitable. Because like, like, there's just mechanics that, that doesn't work. Yeah. 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 It just, yeah. they don't exist in this. Like, so I have to look through and find one that actually is suitable for the situation. So, yeah. So he has a, a penalty on saves versus your spells. So uh, keep that in cool. mind moving forward for five rounds. And that in mind, Mimic is dead. It is the Cloaker's turn. Maybe I can make something happen. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna keep trying until I get somebody with this thing, and I don't think I'm going to. And the Cloaker is going to make a chomp attack at Galtier, and I need this door. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, Hubbub didn't go. Okay, go ahead. I won't count that die. Oh, that means you rolled bad. That is a twelve to hit. Against the cloaker is a miss. Okay, Um, okay, no, I I won't re-roll that. That was a uh, natural 11 for a 17 to hit. 17 will miss. Fudge muffins. Okay, well, what about my tail attack, you son of a gun? Huh? (laughs) Dual attack, baby. Natural fudging 20. Ooh, yeah, that's a miss. Whatever, dude. Suck it. (laughs) Um, So... Unnamed creatures don't get uh, cards, by the way. So this guy will not get a card, but he does get double damage. I I can't wait for Nick to get frustrated in the future combat and go, just kidding, this goblin's name is Frank. Fuck you. 
<laughs> You're gonna take 15 points of damage, Galtier, as it tries to bite you and it misses, and as it's like falling over your shoulder, you just feel the sting of its tail as it straighten your spinal cord. Straight your spinal cord, dude! Liza, it's your turn. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna cast Bane, first level Bane on this thing. It has to make a charisma saving throw, uh, charisma 15. Charisma saving. Ooh, it's gonna get you, I got a 19. Fuck, man. Sorry, dude. I love Bane, it's such a great spell. It's such a good spell. It's such a good spell. Any movement, Eliza Strocha? I'm moving out of the dark. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to go Bane. Uh, I'm out. You I'm were baned in it. Gotir Dijmo, it's your turn. Cloaker is like almost wrapped around your shoulders, still like stabbed into your spine, dude. I'm gonna give this guy the business. The uh, business is the name of your okay. Geldord. God damn it. Uh, so the first, <laughs> the first one is a 14. That is a hit against the Cloaker's natural armor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is going to do, oh, fuck yeah. Uh, that's going to do um, 13 points of piercing damage. Okay. The second one, I rolled a natural 19, which because of my piercer feet, or is it piercer feet? No, why is it, why is it this? There's a thing. Hold on. <laughs> Sounds Shit. made up. Sounds made up. Oh, you know what? I'm wrong. I'm thinking of a totally different thing. Never mind. A 19 is still good. I think that hits. Yeah, it does. Sometimes. 19 plus, plus a bunch. Uh, oh, hey, pretty good roll. That is uh, 12 points of piercing damage. Not for nothing. He's looking a little bloodied up. He's dripping all over you now. Oofta, you got me scared. Uh, Babitha, you are up. Whew, okay, so... I mean, why mess with a good thing, you know? And I really enjoy rolling 2d20 at the same time. And I just love the idea of my little duo here kicking butt. We've got a 14 plus 4 for Glep, it's an 18. Yeah, that hits. And an 11 plus 6 for Babitha, uh, which is a 17. Two hits. Ba -boom -boom. You, you could do it. Babitha could do it. Could could do it. Could do it. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Babitha does eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. Blep does five points oh, of damage. Oh, so close. It's still up and kicking. Oh, Bob. Oh, shit. Hubbub rules A. 17 to hit. That's a definite hit. Come on, Hubbub. Yes, yes, come, come, come on, Come on, Hubbub. Come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> it's three points of damage. Cloaker is Plus. still up. Brutal. Fuck. I don't think it gets anything. Plus two. It's five points of damage. Is It's a plus two? It is plus two. The bristles on the top of the broom yes. tap this ugly maw of the cloaker <gasps> just hard enough <clears throat> that it flutters to the ground dead. Oh! <laughs> it had two oh, hit points. Oh, you oh. needed those. 
Fuck. Oh wow. So stupid. Oh my god. <laughs> Stupid, but fuck, I love having a homunculus servant so much. Oh my god. Yes, Hubba. Oh. Listen, I just want everybody to know accessibility can be cool and colorful. <laughs> well, guys, we can only wonder what Astrovale is going to have in store for us. Next step, a knuckle bones. That was Liza's worst fight by far. Holy shit. <laughs> hey, Starting it welcome, and then just falling on your ass. It's a blue harvest blood super extra super moon crescent.